This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. All right, Haima Black, it is Thursday during the end of South by Southwest music. Uh, we're up here on the Hilton Austin sixth floor balcony. It's one of my favorite spots to do interviews. It's a gorgeous view of the city. And I'm here with one of my favorite people, Rebecca Brenner. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, is this like the second or third time we've had you on the podcast or something like that? Yeah, it is. I think it. Yeah, I think it's the second time maybe. Yeah. And as a refresher, like... It might no. It was a third because yeah, you did the true. you did the anniversary thing we did on the yep. ten year anniversary, and we did a one on one. Refresher though, you've been on the podcast a bunch. Obviously, like you're a very active musician. We're going to talk all about that. And you're in one of my classes at Columbia College, yes. where like even before I met you, I had students being like, "You do that podcast, right?" I was like, "Yeah." They're like, "You need to get Rebecca Brunner on." And I was like, "Who is that?" They're like, "She's a student here." And dude, you need to get her on. So like from day one, people were like throwing your name out there. That's so sweet. I mean, I loved, as an artist and as a person, I love to hear that kind of stuff. That's yeah, amazing. absolutely. So you have had a really big six months, year, like, there's a lot that's been happening. We're going to talk about the big obvious stuff, but, like, how have you been? Honestly, I've been great. I mean, it's been quite the whirlwind. I went from uh, graduating college to yeah. getting on The Voice, and then after The Voice, I came back to Chicago, and, I mean, honestly, the post-Voice world is just crazy because... You know, you're just you're on this huge show, and then you're trying to figure yourself out, and then you, your vision kind of changes, and you know you kind of want your sound to be different, maybe, and at least that's kind of what happened for me. So, I you know created this whole EP before um, I went on the show. I did, I was like spent tons of money on it, got the best musicians in Chicago, and then when I came back, I kind of had a vision change. So I'm restarting my EP, which is like a crazy process, but I'm gonna have my first single out ever by, by the summer. Oh my God. So I want to talk all about that because that's really exciting, yeah. but let's rewind a little bit because, yes. you know, you were a very active artist while you were a student at Columbia College and, you know, you did graduate a year ago, like last spring. That last May, yeah. So like, let's, before we get to the voice stuff, I know, before we get to the voice stuff, which is obviously super interesting, like how did things change when you went from being like an active student artist to like, I hate to say the phrase, like entering the real world because that's kind yeah, of bullshit, I but like. But, like, what happened after graduation? Were you prepared? Were you just like, oh, now this is when the real work starts? Or Honestly, it was crazy because in April, and I was graduating in May, I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And that was the craziest thing because as an artist and musician, I got a degree in music, so I more so didn't get the degree to show off my degree to a company if I'm auditioning, but more so to just get the experience and the exposure of the knowledge of music and the teaching and connections. So... After graduating, you know, you're not really sure exactly what you're going to do as an artist. You know, what do you go apply to sing at a restaurant? What do you, you know, right. what do you do, right? So I got really lucky because I ended up getting a couple auditions with agencies in Chicago for music. And I got placed with a couple agencies that were books that booked me for, like, hotels, venues, restaurants, all these different things. All that corporate stuff that pays. Yes. So then I started making really good money. I got in a wedding band. So I got so smart. Got really lucky. So I'm able to do music full time now in the in the real world, you know, which is a huge blessing. 
Well, and I think some artists, like, shun the, like, corporate or wedding stuff. And I'm just like, dude, people throw so much money at their wedding. I like, I am waiting for the day that people yeah. are like, oh, we want podcasts at our wedding because I will be first in line. Literally. 100%. So, so you're, you're doing that actively. When do you get to the voice? How do you go from, like, okay, I graduated, like, I've got some steady corporate work, and then moving into getting on the voice? It all happened literally within, like, two to three weeks of each other because I graduated May 14th. I started getting my jobs at the end of May, the last two weeks. June 1st, I flew out to California and was on the show for three months. So I got to live in L.A. and get paid to be on a show for three months. It was the most incredible thing. I mean, the best friends I've ever had in my life. And, you know, I got to work with, I, you know, I got on Blake Shelton's team. If uh, any listeners haven't watched, <laughs> go check it on YouTube. But I um, got Blake Shelton's team, and he was the coach I wanted. So, I mean, it was a huge blessing. I got to work with the coolest coach ever and just be a part of the show and get TV exposure, which was awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, which is what I wanted. So I got to do that and meet people, and it was incredible, and live in L.A., so. And see, all that sounds like a dream. So, you know, right. for anybody who's listening who's an artist, bring us into some of the background of that. Like, okay, first off, so it's last summer, and I feel like we didn't know about this as the, like, you know, public last summer. So, like, it's last summer, you're living in L.A., you're actively recording or filming The Voice. Can you say anything about it online? Is it a huge secret? Kind of what is that like? Yeah, so kind of a little uh, a little dive in. Um, obviously, I can't give crazy details, but a little dive in was I auditioned. I mean, everyone knows there's pre-auditions for these right. kind of shows. So I auditioned January 2017 for an open call audition. 50,000 people across the country auditioning. And I ended up making it through three pre-auditions. I mean, that right there is incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because once you get out there, nothing's enough. You know, you're like, I want to go to the next round, next round, next round. And you still feel like you're like, oh, I'm only only top 300? Darn, only top 100? But it's out of 50,000 people. So it's yeah. kind of a crazy thing to step back and say, okay, they saw something in me. I am unique in a way, you know, because everyone's so incredible. You have to really be confident in your craft and as an artist. Um, but, yeah, so I went through, like, three pre-auditions, flew out for the executives in March, last March, then flew back, then waited for a month to hear back, got the call in May, flew out in J uh, June, lived there for three months, moved back to Chicago in October. So, okay, so, the, and then in the fall, I think, is when you were actively, like, letting people know, like, hey, yeah, the voice is on. September. So what was that like when you first announced that and you're letting all these people know who didn't know about it yet? Honestly, that was the best part of the whole thing because all summer long, everyone thought I was at a summer camp for music in, in uh, L.A. because you couldn't tell anyone, especially the journalists that could come. And, like, and right. I mean, these voice people, I mean, they get crazy. So, like, I mean, these oh, voice yeah. fans have, like, websites. They knew about us, like, somehow could, like, stalk our pages and find things out. So we couldn't, like, post things. We couldn't tell people things. People in the hotels would be like, so what are you guys here for? What's going on? And, and you had no idea if it was a nice person or if it was a creepo. Sure. So you had to shun everybody out, basically. <laughs> but honestly, it was crazy. People back home, once I finally was able to post about it, they're like, I knew something was going on. <laughs> but I feel like that must have been hard for you because you're such a, like, open, right. giving, like, kind person, I feel like. So I don't think deception would come naturally to you. Definitely not. I think I played it off enough to still be myself to where I was just like... Music camp, thanks so much. Have a good day. You know, yeah. just like look over there. Really, right. really able to, you know, calculate it to the point of unfortunately lying, but like we had to, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it, but I mean, honestly, it was all for the experience and opportunity and respecting that. So, you know, we signed contracts and stuff. So, being able to be a part of that was um, a huge opportunity. I didn't want to ruin any part of that. So, not sharing wasn't that hard for me because I knew what was at stake. You know, sure. I wasn't going to allow myself to just want to say something to someone just because it's cool you know right. in my head and then ruin the whole thing so 
no, it's not worth it. Yeah, so then, it's okay. Cold out there for sure. Right. Everyone's amazing. <laughs> so you're the show is you know you do it in the summer. The show is airing fall seventeen, and then the season ends. Um, and so then what happens then, you know, like, because I would imagine this is an incredible portfolio piece where you're like, okay, this is one step towards the next thing. Right. I think what's kind of insane to think about after you're off the show, when you're getting on the show, it's almost like a seven-month journey, right? January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, it's like this whole thing. So when you're there at the show, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I could literally win this thing. Like, this could be, like, this could be it. Like, here's my break, all these things. And then when you're off the show, you kind of realize, okay, wait. That was actually just a stepping stone for me. Right. That wasn't the end-all, be-all. What you kind of get in your head when you're out there, it becomes such a huge deal. And, you know, you're treated like royalty on these shows. I mean, it becomes a huge deal for you in your head. So, you know, to kind of step back and say, okay, you know what? Just because, you know, you get off, like, everyone was going to get off at some point, right? right. And after that, it's, this is a stepping stone of exposure that you can use to move forward as an artistry. Like, Obviously, I'm so blessed to be doing music full-time and gigging, but do I want to be a gigging musician forever? No. So as an artist, it's like I can use the voice and these opportunities as I've graduated to kind of work my way up as an artist and finally get original music out that maybe could get some hype. So you kind of graduated twice last year, essentially. Uh, oh, that's literally what it felt like yeah. almost, yes. That's wild. You just basically went from one school to, like, yeah. summer camp. Yeah, yeah. literally. <laughs> uh, so now it's 2018, so that was last year, and again, that was a very big year for you now we're at South By and you're doing some yeah. shows. Like, what does your year look like now? Like, what's ahead of you now that you've had this incredible kind of transformative year, like leaving college, you know, graduating college and then being part of The Voice and really making it far? Yeah, I think it's um, a really interesting journey because from here on out, it's going to be me pushing and grinding as an artist full time. So, you know, I don't have schoolwork. I don't have anything going on. I'm 22. This is a time to really push, it, especially if I want to be in the pop world. Um, I really want to work on making a pop album. So I'm kind of figuring out uh, the right producers to work with in Chicago and if I want to stay in Chicago and where to end up and stuff like that. So this next year, I think, is going to be really transformative for me um, because I'm going to be releasing original music for the first time ever. And then on top of that, I'm going to be figuring out if maybe Chicago is a place where I should stay for a bit or where God wants to lead me. But that's really where um, the journey is for me right now. It's just I'm going to be working on releasing my original music, doing music full time and grinding 24-7. <laughs> I have no doubt. And, you know, for, for what it's worth, I think Chicago is a really great place to incubate. Definitely. The cost of living is a lot cheaper than L.A. Awesome. and New York. And it's like you can you can be a working musician and then also have your own like kind of thing going on yeah. versus everyone I've ever seen who moved to LA and New York and like I love those cities but it's right. like it doesn't look like there's as much time to incubate your own development I feel like I totally agree I think that's why I, have, I haven't I didn't move straight to LA or stay in LA after the show I moved back um, I stayed out there for like a month after but I ended up moving back because um I am able to live in Chicago, do music full-time. I'm making great money. You know, I make more money than my brother in business, and I'm doing music. And I, you know, I um, can I go to L.A. once a month for uh, sessions and stuff. And yeah. so that's the plan is I just want to continue to do that. But, I mean, if something happened where I was like, you need to do in L.A. or else you can't do this, you know, obviously I'm going to take that leap. But um, for right now, I'm going to try to do everything independently and just kind of be um, releasing my own things and working with different companies and stuff. But staying in Chicago is ideal for me and then just kind of traveling to LA or Nashville or wherever I need to go for like the time being. Absolutely. I love that about Chicago. It's like you can dip just right. really anywhere, either yes. drive or fly and it's a few hours. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what advice would you give anybody else who like maybe they're a college student and they're like trying to go down that same road and hustle like you or they're a working artist and they're like they see that you've gained this traction. Like what, what do you wish you had known a few years ago? 
Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I'm 22, and in the music world, it starts to feel old, you know, which obviously, as each artist is to our own. But um, you find your, your sound and your voice at your own time, and it doesn't matter at all. But it definitely starts to feel like that, you know, and you get down on yourself. But I think for anyone that's working in music field, it's just to know that um, let yourself find your own voice and don't try to, like, be, like, somebody else because or be the voice of somebody else. And so really formulate the sound that you want, and it's okay how long it takes you, but because by the time that you release something that's actually original, it will get hype. But if it's, like, everybody else, like, when you're 19, it's not going to get any hype. So finding your own original sound would be the thing and, like, not putting pressure on yourself. Absolutely. I think that I think that that's a really unfortunate uh, condition that young creatives deal with now, which is, like, they just see everyone's Instagram feed, and it looks yes. like this perfect highlight reel, and then think, oh, my God, why aren't I there yet? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even people look at mine and they're like, oh, you're like doing so many cool things. I like, got a voice and everything. Oh my gosh, I have followers. But to me, I'm like, I see the next person. I'm like, oh, well, they have this and they have that. You know, we always compare. So I think being an artist in this industry is a really tough thing, especially for our generation, because social media is a real thing now. And it is like something that people are um, basing things off of. So I think, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard world to live in. But at the same time, like, Good music rises and originality rises, and I think that like the more that you just be yourself and be unique and like or allow yourself to find your own sound, the more that you have a chance of actually getting your sound and your voice out there. I think that's I think you said it perfectly. And originality really is timeless. Yes, it is absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Um, Rebecca Runner, man, you have had an incredible year, and you've really been doing some great work. And I love your music. I love everything I've heard from you so already. And I feel very lucky that we've gotten to have you on the podcast and that I got to know you through Columbia as well, man. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. I mean, you're incredible. And your podcasts are always a beautiful thing to hear oh. people's stories. And you share a lot of light on great things. So keep it up. Thank you so much. That's awesome, man. I can't wait to hear the new stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, dynasty descend.